Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest new sports show in Central Ohio, the show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are we're going to be talking a little bit of uh, NCAA basketball, you know, give our conference games of the week uh, from last week and give you a couple more games for this week. Uh, we also are going to switch over and, and talk about some teams that are on the bubble. Are they in or out? Uh, then we'll switch to the NBA. We'll go uh, <clears throat> talk talk NBA and uh, talk about the All-Star Reserves announced for both Eastern and Western Conference, see who some of the snubs were, and uh, then from there, we will turn to the MLB preseason, kind of give uh, our kind of preview of the MLB so uh, coming up here. Uh, pitchers and catchers uh, started, so we'll give a preview of that. Then we'll uh, switch over to NHL, the hockey, and uh, give you kind of an overview of the season so far, give you some of our picks of who might win MVP, who might uh, win the Stanley Cup. Then we'll, we'll wrap up the show with a little bit of uh, NASCAR talk. So with that, I give you the chief of our show, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Hey, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're here. Uh, we're going to talk about our uh, picks from last week, our games of the week last week. Uh, Matt, we can, uh, we'll start with your game of the week last week. Yeah, last week I had the uh, Ohio State-Michigan game, which uh, I – I picked that one wrong. I, I was pulling for my Buckeyes and went with my heart instead of my brain, and the Buckeyes just didn't quite pull it out. It was a great game, though. It was a slugfest back and forth. Uh, Michigan won 92-87. Uh, I said before the game it was going to come down to the matchups of the big threes, but that's not really how it came down because the Buckeyes' mat, uh, big three put up more points than Michigan's, but it was the the extra guys. Michigan's uh, Eli Brooks and uh, Shondi Brown both had big games for the Wolverines that led them, led them to the win. Very entertaining game to watch. I was glued to the TV the whole time. That was just just two heavyweights just just slugging it out. It was a great game to watch. Uh, Braden, did you get an opportunity to watch the game? Yeah, no. I was surprised at uh, how well Michigan shot it. It felt like every time they were coming down the court, the buckets were going in. And uh, Ohio State's defense was a little lacking, but overall I felt like they had a pretty good game plan, and uh, they definitely showed they can score with the best too. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was a real good game. It uh, came down to, to the end uh, there, and uh, you know, obviously Michigan, you know, converted on some some trips down the field. Just uh, High State just couldn't get uh, some stops. So uh, kudos to Michigan for that that great game. All right, uh, Colton, you want to um, give us your game, one of your games of the week last week? Yeah. So I'll start uh, in the Big Twelve. Uh, the big matchup last week for me was uh, number thirteen West Virginia versus number twelve Texas. Uh, West Virginia, I, I picked this one right. Uh, they did get their revenge. You know, Texas won the last matchup. Close, close, close game. Uh, West Virginia wound up winning 84-82. Um, but uh, I think, you know, did West Virginia really win that game or was it more Texas lost that game? Uh, you know, at one point during the second half, Texas was up by 19 points. And uh, West Virginia clawed and got their way back into it, you know, and wound up winning by uh, by two points. Texas had a couple of good looks there at the end to, to possibly win it. Just couldn't couldn't get it done. Um, you know, West Virginia had five players that scored in double figures. Uh, this big storyline for Texas. Their uh, their uh, their star player Andrew Jones only nine points, one of seven from three, and and four of sixteen overall. So you know, just didn't have a big game from him. So you know, that 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 was the difference in in the game. Yeah, and then last week I had the Pac-12. I had uh, Oregon versus USC. It was not a very good game at all. I think USC was up by 20 at halftime. 
Oregon just didn't look like they were ready to play at all. And the final score was 72 to 58 USC. This week, I got to stay with uh, the uh, USC team out there. They're tearing it up in the Pac-12 right now. And this week, they go on, on the road and play 17-7 uh, and seven Colorado. Colorado has had some uh, tough losses this year. But one of their biggest wins was actually against USC earlier on. Uh, USC has actually won eight of their no last nine games. And I think, honestly, the play of uh, Evan Mobley has really helped them out there. I think the Trojans are going to win a close one, though. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado had the upset, but i got to go with USC in this one. All right. My game of the week was Louisville, North Carolina. Boy, did I miss this one. Uh, I picked the Louisville to win this. North Carolina won by 45 points. Yeah. It was ugly. It was never close the whole game. I mean, North Carolina was up by 20 halfway through the first half, and it, it never got any better. Hopefully I'll do a better job this week. I got Louisville. My game of the week is Louisville against uh, Duke this week. Um, two teams that are right in the middle of the pack in the ACC. You got Louisville at 11 and 5, 6 and 4 in the conference. Duke at 11 and 8, 9 and 6 in the conference. In their uh, initial matchup, Louisville beat the Blue Devils by 5. And the spark plug in that game was Carly Jones for Louisville. Uh, 6-1 guard, had 24 points against the Blue Devils, uh, 19 of those in the second half. Um, Duke, on the other hand, four-game winning streak for the Blue Devils. They're looking good. They uh, lost their blue chipper, Jalen Johnson, decided to sit out the rest of the season to prepare for the NBA draft. And they've actually played better since he, since he took a seat. So Matthew Hurt has just been phenomenal. In this four-game winning streak, he's averaging 20 points a game. Only He's only had three to total turnovers in four games, shooting 90% 90, 90 from the free-throw line and 61% from three-point land. So, I mean, if, if Louisville can find a way to shut Matthew Hurt down, Duke's going to come with somebody else to score. But I like the Blue Devils in this game. I'm going to go against Louisville again and pick Duke in my game of the week. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. Duke's definitely playing playing better this uh, this week, and um, you know they're uh, they're they're really hot right now. But uh, you know my my game, uh, you know I got one more game to wrap up from last week. I got uh, you know Kentucky and uh, number sixteen Tennessee from the SEC. Boy, yeah, just like that, I I got this one. Not even close. I mean, uh, I was right on the fact that uh, you know the first team to seventy was going to win. Kentucky scored seventy points. Problem was, is I picked Tennessee to, to win. Tennessee only scored 55. So, yeah, final score on that, Kentucky 70, Tennessee 55. Uh, you know, the big the big story, I think, uh, Kentucky out-rebounded Tennessee 43-31, to 31, uh, 11-7 on the offensive rebound. So, you know, that's a big, big story there. Um, and then, you know, Kentucky shot about 50% from the three-point line. So, you know, 7-14, of 14, that's, you know, pretty key there. And, uh on the other hand, Tennessee only shot about 27%. So, you know, I think that was the difference in the game. You know, Tennessee just couldn't couldn't get couldn't get hot, couldn't get you know the shots to fall. Kentucky, uh, you know, was limiting them to one shot. They got they got the win. You know, good for Kentucky as they try to make up you know a late push here in the in the second half of the season. Matt, what you got? Yeah, so for my uh, Big Ten game of the week this week, I'm going with the uh, the Iowa at Michigan game. These are two two high scoring offenses and uh, two great teams. I was uh, scoring 86.4 points a game to Michigan 79.2. Uh, they're both shooting almost 50% from the field and both shooting close to 40% from the three point line. Uh, a big matchup coming into this game is going to be Luca Garza versus Hunter Dickinson. 
And that, that Hunter Dickinson, I'll tell you what, he really showed a lot in that Buckeye game. Wow, he and, looked good for a freshman. He he really yeah. he looked he matured in that game. He, he absolutely really, did. Really playing well down the stretch. And I I think that that matchup right there is going to determine this game. And I think Luca Garza this year he's really had some trouble with with some physical matchups. And I, I think if Dickinson can get physical with them and can stay out of foul trouble, I think I think Michigan's going to win this game easier than than it looked on paper. I just think I think Luca Garza will be uh, bothered by Hunter Dickinson's uh, phys physicality, and it's going to be a tough game for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, no. So I'm going to give my rundown of my games for this week. Uh, you know, I got the first one here in the SEC. I got number six Alabama versus number twenty Arkansas. That's uh, you know uh, actually playing tonight, actually at nine o'clock. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, right after this show is over, you want to turn over there to ESPN and catch catch that game. But uh, Alabama coming into the contest at 18 and 5, 13 and 1 in the SEC. Um, first, first in leading the you know leading the conference there. Uh, Arkansas right behind them though, 17 and 5, 9 and 4, second in the in the conference. So a battle of the top two you know seeds here in the SEC tonight. But uh, I think for me the difference is uh, you know Ar or Alabama is scoring almost 85 points a game mm -hmm. in the conference, yeah. um, and they're only giving up about 70. Uh, you know, on the other hand, Arkansas is scoring about 78, um, but giving up about 75. So, you know, I just don't think that they're going to be able to get enough stops. That Alabama team is just, you know, they, they, everybody's capable of scoring for them. They got five or six guys that can score double-digit, you know, points for them. Um, you know, a guy that got to look for is uh, John Petty Jr., uh, a senior, which is something you don't see too common in the NCAA nowadays. You know, a, a senior leading the team or whatever. Um, so that, you know, kudos to him for staying for all four years. I think it's been a big, a big help for, for his, you know, NBA draft status as well. But I think he's going to be the difference maker for Alabama. I don't think Arkansas is going to be able to get enough stops and uh, Alabama will come, come out on top. Yeah, we talked, we all four of us talked about Alabama a little bit on last week's show. Uh, you know, they were in the number two line in region four and we all thought that the, uh, the committee got that right. This is a team that can score in bunches. I mean, they're. You know, we talked about them scoring over 100 in a couple different games and really, really playing well here at the end of the season. Ever since the Christmas break, they've really, really come on playing well. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap up our conference games of the week. I got another game here in the Big 12, uh, number 10, West Virginia versus number two, Baylor. That game is tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Uh, so this is going to be a, a big, a big one. Uh, you know, these Two teams were supposed to actually play earlier in the season, but due to COVID, have you know had this game postponed several times. So I'm glad that this will be the only matchup that they will play due to the COVID you know restrictions. But I'm glad to see they at least are getting to play because, like I said, this is going to be a big matchup. Baylor coming in at 18 and 0, 10 and 0 in the in the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia 16 and 6, 9 and 4, second in the Big 12. So another battle between the top two teams here in, in the Big 12. And like I said, that game's tomorrow at, at 5 o'clock, so you'll want to tune into that one as well. Uh, but for me, like I said, I, it's, uh, you know, Baylor is scoring almost 80, over 81 points a game. They're first in the conference, leading leading the league uh, in, in points per game, and they're uh, also leading the conference in only allowing about 64 points per game. So mm. pretty big differential there between, you know, number of points scored and, you know, the number of points they're giving up. So you know, I, I would say in, in, in years past that West Virginia would have more of a, of a chance to win, you know, just based on Bob Huggins, you know, playing more defense, being a defensive minded. But this year they, they just don't have that that same, you know, tenacious defense that they usually have. So, you know, for me, I, I think Baylor's just going to have too much, too much offense for them, too much power. 
Uh, West Virginia is going to have to – they do do a really good job on the board, so they're going to have to, you know, continue to do that to limit, you know, Baylor to one shot if they can. And, uh, you know, that might be the difference maker. But for me, I, I think Baylor is just too hot. they got too many weapons, too many guys at too many positions that are just, you know, lighting it up right now. So I'm going to take Baylor to win this one. All right. got some good games this week, Colton. That, those will be fun to watch. Hopefully they'll be as entertaining as that Ohio State-Michigan game was. Um, Let's move on. Uh, we got five teams that we we picked out that uh, we think are on the bubble right now. Um, first one, you guys give me your rundown. First one, we'll go with this Old Miss in or out, Matt. Yeah, for Old Miss, I'm actually I'm going in. They're 13-9 overall right now, and they have big wins on the season against Tennessee and Missouri. Uh, of of the ones we were picking for the uh, in and out, I, I think their their uh, their record and resume stands up against any of these teams. Probably one of the best of all the ones we're looking at tonight. I'm going Old Miss in. Yeah, I'd have to go against you on that. I just think the SEC this year is just not up to par with the other conferences out there. Yeah, they've beat uh, Missouri twice, but I think Missouri's been overrated both of those times. And Tennessee, I'll give them that's a credited win and stuff, but I just don't think that's enough to uh, make them in the big dance this year. I, I think I think Old Miss is in. I gotta agree with Matt. You know, they beat they did beat Missouri twice. They beat Tennessee. Uh, their only, you know, remaining games are Vandy and Kansas. Um, I think, you know, I, I think Old Miss gets in with uh, with the resume. Yeah, the SEC's kinda down this year, but there's gotta be at least a couple teams come out of that conference and I, I think Old Miss will be one of them. Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing with the rest of the panel here. I got I got an in as well. I think uh I think Braden's the lone survivor. Yeah, over here. yeah. He's, he's on the island again. Yeah, yeah. So for me, they they do have you know three good quality wins against you know Tennessee, two wins against Missouri at home and on the road. Uh, you know Missouri at that time was ranked number ten and number twenty four. So you know they they got a ranked opponent they beat, uh, and Missouri I think is probably a lock to get in the NCAA tournament. So you know they're beating quality opponent. Uh, for me, you know, their worst loss does come, you know, just last, you know, just on Saturday, they did lose to a 12 and 11 Mississippi State team. So I'm not saying that they're a shoe in at this point, but I think if you take them right now, they're 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 in in my book. Okay, let's talk about a Big Ten team. Let's talk about Indiana. Matt, you think Indiana's in or out? Yeah, just looking at this one on paper, I'm actually going Indiana out. They're 12 and 10 overall, and they've only got really two big wins on the season against Iowa both times. Uh, they're seven and eight overall in the Big Ten, and there's just there's other teams in the Big Ten that I think are higher up on the bubble that we're not even talking about tonight that have a better chance. Okay, I gotta agree with Matt. I think Indiana's out. Yeah, they did beat they did beat Iowa twice, and those were huge wins. But they got games coming up against Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue, and I think they lose three out of four of those. And I think that I think that keeps Indiana out of the Big Dance. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with both of you here. I just think those. Uh, Two wins over Iowa just show that they can beat you know, that specific team. But against other ranked teams, they've not beat a single other one. I just don't think that's enough to be in right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the lone survivor here tonight. <laughs> uh, I, I've got Indiana in. Those, those two big wins, you know, against Iowa, um, you know, on the road and, and at home, you know. And we're not just talking, you know, they didn't just beat Iowa. I mean, they, they, they beat Iowa bad. Yeah, they did. I mean, they so, did. So, you know, to me, that's that's pretty convincing. Um, I know it, it's going to be tough, you know, in the Big Ten right now. There are so many teams that are just, you know, right there that, yeah. you know, you could pick any one of them to be in, out, you know, whatever. So, 
you know, for me, the, the thing with Indiana, like Dad said, with these next games coming up, they are going to have they, they have some more to prove, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see what they do over the next, you know, course of the season here last week or so. All right. Yeah, I mean, the two, the two teams in the Big Ten, though, that I thought make a better case right now that we, we weren't really talking as our in and out. But, I mean, you got to look at Maryland and Rutgers. They've both got better wins and more wins in the Big Ten. I think they have a better case than Indiana. Well, what about Sparty making a run now? They got a lot. Yeah. You know, they got Illinois last night. And if they could pull off the win tomorrow against the Buckeyes, they're yeah. they're definitely looking. Yeah. I think they're looking pretty good. Yeah, you know, he uh, is a or you know he likes to keep that team. You know, hip and you know they they're they're always a tough out. Right. I will say that Michigan State's always a tough out, no matter what their record says. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's go out to the let's go out on the West Coast. Uh, Braden, why don't you lead us off? Stanford, in or out? I'm going to have to go out here. I just don't think the uh, Pac-12 is really equipped this year at all. There's honestly, other than USC, I just don't see a lot of talent out there right now. I mean, Stanford is all right. They have a couple quality wins, but overall, they're just they're not the par with these other teams like in the Big Ten. Yeah, no, I, I, I got them in right now. Uh, they do have a big win. I know it's early in the season. It was about the first or second, their first or second game in the season, but they did beat Alabama. I mean, we have been talking on this show how good Alabama is, and you know where they may or may not be. They they might be deserving of a two seed. You know, Alabama might be. So, to me, and, and like I said, they they didn't just beat Alabama. They beat them by almost twenty points. So we're we're talking a you know uh, a clear cut. You know high caliber team and so uh, you know I, I think they're they're in they do have some 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 bad losses but uh, you know I think uh, they're they, they gotta they gotta win they're, they're in right now okay all right Matt what do you got yeah so for for Stanford I, I know they're 14 and nine on the season and that, that's the best record of all the teams we're looking at but I've got them out I mean other than Alabama win all they have is a win against UCLA now, I, I'm not even sure is UCLA even ranked anymore at this point. So I mean, I just their, their resume overall just isn't isn't great. I mean, like I said, I know they got 14 wins, they got nine losses, and I just I, I'm not seeing it. I know that Alabama game it was early, so I I can't I can't give them too much credit for that. Teams early on always struggle, so I, I, I'm not giving them too much credit for that. I think they're out. I, I got them out too. We're gonna leave you out there, Colton. Um, I got Stanford out. Yeah, they beat Alabama, but, you know, we talked about – that was back before Christmas and after Christmas break is when Alabama really got hot. They caught Alabama when they weren't playing all the best, all that great at the end of the season. And I got Stanford losing two of their last three games, and I think that keeps them out of the tournament. Let's uh, let's talk about your team, Colton. Duke Blue Devils, in or out? Um, so, you know, yeah, contrary to, you know, my fandom here, I got them out right now. I just don't think, you know, sitting there at 11 and 8, 9 and 6, yeah, they're, they're playing hot right now, but I think the jury is still out on them. I'm not saying they can't still make a push to get, get in, but if I'm taking their resume today, I'm saying out. I mean, they, they, they just got their first win against a ranked opponent on Saturday. So, you know, for me, I, I got them, got them out. They, they have some more to prove to, to, to move to sway my vote to in. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I mean, the only way I could see them getting in is if they beat these last three teams pretty handily. But right now, I just don't think with that one win over a ranked team, it's uh enough to get them there over the hump. Man, I, I'm, I'm not even a Dukie fan over here, but I, I think they're in. They're 11 and eight overall with a big win over Virginia, and uh. 
I think also name alone is going to help get them in. I, the, the committee's a group of, of people that watch basketball. They're always there. They're always in the top. I, I think that Coach K has earned the, earned the respect to, to give them a little more than maybe they deserve. I think they get in just on name alone. Well, I think we're going to be split down the middle because I got Duke in too. I got them winning, you know, against Louisville this weekend. And then their last two games were Georgia Tech, which they should beat Georgia Tech. And, you know, the last game of the season is North Carolina, which North Carolina got them in the first round there when they played earlier in the season. But these two teams, you know, over the over 100 games that they played against each other, they're almost split right down the middle. So I got I got Duke winning against Louisville and Georgia Tech and North Carolina. I think going 3-0 and over the last part of the season is going to going to get and I can't pitch pick against coach K I, I picked against Tom Brady and I feel like picking against Tom picking against uh Krzyzewski is like picking against Tom Brady and I'm not going to get burned again on that so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah I got I got Duke in okay yeah so we'll, we'll finish up here with our last our last team the Yukon Huskies and for me I got them out as of now uh you know 11 and 6 8 and 6 in the conference uh, I mean, their best win came at the early part of the season against a USC team. And, uh, you know, that was, I mean, almost like the first week of the season. Yeah, so December 3rd. And so for me, they just haven't done enough. They haven't beat, you know, one of those quality teams. And the Big East is, you know, down this year. Or, you know, they don't have a lot of quality teams. So, you know, for me, I think uh, they, they, you know, haven't beat a lot of the top teams in their conference. Not to say that they can't. But, uh, you know, right now they just don't have that quality win in the conference to say in, so I'm going to take them out. I got UConn out as well. I agree with Colton on this. Yeah, that one win over USC back in early December when USC was ranked 19th in the country, um, I just I, – I don't think that's, you know, that's enough. In a conference that, you know, there's not a lot of power teams coming out of the East right now, so I just don't I, – uh, you know, other than, you know, I, 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 just, I just don't I don't think they've beat enough teams. I guess I can't really say anything else of what Colton didn't touch on right here, but I got him out. Yeah, I, I've got him out as well. I, I, uh, at the time of play, they didn't play anybody that was ranked and beat them. So I, 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 they may have a couple ranked teams now, but, I mean, at, at the time they played them, they haven't beat a ranked opponent all season long. I, they just haven't done enough to be deserving. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with all you guys. I just... <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think that they have enough to get in right now. They are 11 and 6, but none of those wins are really quality. Again, like you said, you guys said uh, USC was a pretty good one, but again, it was early on, so you honestly, there's nothing much to uh, base it on uh, off of right there. All right, well, let's wrap up uh, college basketball there. Let's move on to the NBA. We're gonna we want to give you the uh, the East and West reserves. Now, this doesn't mean they'll play for the East and West, but these are the guys that are be available for the captains to pick. Um, Colton, you want to run down the, the uh, reserves that came out of the West? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the West here. Um, so starting uh, with, uh, you know, the guards here, we've got uh, Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Paul George, Los Angeles Clippers, Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz, uh, Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Donovan Mitchell, another Utah Jazz, uh, Chris Paul, Phoenix Suns, and then finally, Zion Williamson, New Orleans Pelicans. So. All right. I like those picks. Um, you know, a couple of those guys I had I thought should have been starters. I, I think Lillard is a good enough ball player. He should have been a starter. And you know I love Rudy Gobert just because of all his great nicknames. I think he should be in just for that alone. He gets he gets star points for that. Um, 
my big snub, though, I think in the West is Mike Conley. I'd like to see Mike Conley get in. Um, the kid's playing hard. I can't really call him a kid. He's an elder statesman in the league now, but um, he's really carved out a great career out here in Utah. He's had an injury bug here the last couple of weeks. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the pickers were looking at was the injury plague here going down the stretch. But I would like to see Mike Conley get in. Yeah, and there is there is actually room for one replacement on the West. Anthony Davis has already been rolled out of the All Star game, so there will be a replacement for that. Uh, for me, coming out of the West, uh, my biggest snubs were, I think, uh, Devin Booker, and also I, I agree on Mike Conley. I think if Conley can't get in now, he's he's never going to make it. He's going to be probably one of the best players to never make an All Star game in his career. That's just it's sad to see for a heck of a ball player. But Devin Booker is the big one to me, though. He's averaging 24.7 points a game, 4.3 assists, and 3.8 rebounds a game. He's putting up better stats than his teammate who made the game, and Chris Paul, I think Booker should have been in. Yeah, to agree with you, Matt, I think Devin Booker was definitely the biggest snub out in the West. The Phoenix Suns are sitting fourth right now in a West Con Western Conference that is absolutely loaded with talent. I just think that uh, overall, like you said, almost 25 points a game, and he's He's right now the leading scorer on there, too. I just think that it's a uh, absolute shame that he left him out. All right, Matt, you want to give us the uh, the uh, conference reserves from the East? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll run it down. We're starting with uh, Jalen Brown. He's the, the guard out of uh, Boston Celtics. Got James Harden, guard from the Brooklyn Nets. Zach Levine coming from the Chicago Bulls. Julius Randall from, Randall from New York Knicks. Got Ben Simmons from the 76ers. Jason Tatum from the Celtics. And uh, Nik Nikolai Vucevic from uh, Orlando. You like those picks, Colton? And who's your biggest snub from the East? Yeah, no, I, I think for me, uh, the two kind of big surprises there uh, are Zach Levine and uh, Julius Randle. I mean, the yeah. Bulls are pitiful. So are the Knicks. I mean, I know the, the Bulls probably have zero wins about Levine. Right. Levine, Levine has been an all-star. He's putting up points. He's playing his yeah, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, was, was kind of surprised, you know, to see both of them in, in there, you know, considering, uh, you know, Trey Young was still sitting there available. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, kind of find it crazy that uh, he's putting up better stats than he did last year, and he was kind of on that bubble last year to be in the All-Star, you know, game. Yeah, and, I thought Trey would be on that bubble. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another one for me out in the East was uh, Chris Middleton, uh, kind of the same, same story for him that uh, Trey Young, you know, he's putting up better stats this year. He made the All-Star game last year, and uh, he's putting up better stats this year and uh, didn't didn't make it. So Yeah, the Bucks were also sitting first last year when we had this talk. Uh, I just think Chris Middleton, it's, I think a main point of why he didn't make it is because the Bucks are doing so bad right now in the East. Very well. Yeah, could could be. Could be. Uh, I, I personally would like seeing Jimmy Butler on that list. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised that Trey Young's not. But I really would have liked seeing Jimmy Butler. The kid plays hard every night. I mean, he yeah, comes but out. I think Butler's got to be due to injury. I mean, he he missed a lot of time already this year. I, I think that played into it. And he sacrifices his body. I mean, he bangs with guys 40 pounds heavier than him and doesn't back down. I, I just I like the way Jimmy Butler plays. I'd like to see him make make the list. Matt, who you got for a snub in the East? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Colton on this one. The biggest snub had to be Trey Young, averaging 26.9 points per game, 9.5 assists, 3.9 rebounds per game. I think he could have easily been a replacement for Jalen Brown. Let me let me throw this at you guys. With uh, Anthony Davis now ruled out, um, who do you think LeBron's first pick is off that list? 
Whew, that's a that's kind of a tough. A and, then, tough and then give me Kevin Durant's first pick. Yeah, uh, first first pick for me uh, is gonna be. I I think uh, LeBron's thinking maybe another uh, you know running mate. Uh, I think Damian Lillard at this point uh, for in the West because he's got a kind of a chip on his shoulder. You know, let's not forget he was you know super super close to making it as a starter. And, uh, you know, Luka Doncic got in over him. So he's already got, you know, that, uh, you know, chip on his shoulder coming into the game. So I think that makes him want to play this all-star game even even harder than, you know, he normally does. Um, and, uh, you know, LeBron has already, you know, said, you know, him, Lillard is one of the most disrespected players in the league right now, him and Devin Booker. So I think uh, LeBron, you know, helps out, helps him out, and, you know, drafts him, drafts him number one. Hey, what about Kevin Durant? Who you? Who you think KD is going to take for his first pick? Yeah, I think uh, you know KD is probably going to you know he may make make it the perfect triumvirate there. He's got uh, you know already Kyrie on his team, so I, I'm thinking he's going guard again. He's picking you know James Harden to pick be his teammate. yeah pick his teammate. He knows you know what he's capable of. They all play together. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. So you know that could be a key in this uh, you know All Star game. So I think he's going James Harden. I, I think I think that's a good thought. I mean it'd be hard to the two of them to sit in the locker room together. It'd be like your best friend not picking you first for kickball when you were in sixth grade, you know. It's like, uh, you know, the, hey, you're my boy. I'm, I'm taking you first. Yeah, see, I, I think for, for LeBron, I, th- I think if he can't go with a, with a teammate, he sticks with somebody in the same building. I think he goes Paul George number one. And then I, I think, uh, I think uh, on the other side, I agree, it's going to be James Harden. He's going to stick with the teammate. Yeah, I'm going to have to go here, out here on a limb. I might have to go with his uh, old teammate, Brandon Ingram, with the surprise pick. He's playing good basketball right now. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron uh, went with his old teammate there. And then for uh, Kevin Durant, um, I don't know. Honestly, Jalen Brown, he's a surprise pick, but he's going off right now, almost 25 points a game. He, the Boston Celtics aren't doing too good, but him alone, Jalen Brown's really showed it this year that he's an all-star. I got to go with you guys. I got to agree with you on KD. I think he's taking his teammate. I think we're all in agreement there. It would be, uh, be uh, kind of odd if he didn't. I think LeBron is, you know, um, maybe a little more open since his teammate. I think if Anthony Davis was on that list, if he was eligible to play, I think LeBron takes Anthony Davis. Um, but I, I think it'll be Lillard. Uh, I like I like him as a second, or the, you know, my first, my number six guy coming off the bench. All right. So, yeah, now we're, you know, wrapping up basketball. Now we're going to move into a little bit, uh, you know, topic we really haven't touched on that much so far on our show. Um, we are going to talk a little bit of uh, MLB baseball. All right. Uh, you know, the pitchers and catchers just reporting for all the teams. So, you know, we thought it was time to you know, give a little preview of, you know, how the season might play out. All right. Yeah, we're hoping for warm weather. Maybe this will bring us some warm weather in Ohio with uh, start talking about baseball here. Um, let's kind of run down uh, – Give me who you think um, who you think's coming out of the American League. Uh, just we'll kind of not really talk specifics, but who do you like coming out of the American League, Matt? Yeah, so for me and my way too early picks right now, I, I got for the AL East. I got the New York Yankees. They kept a very talented team from last year, pretty much fully intact. And Ooh. I'm I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but I, I still think they're they're going to be the best team in that in that division. Um, they didn't lose much from last year, and some of the other teams that were right on their tails 
did lose some key players. So I, I think that's a big thing there. I think in the AL Central, I think it's going to be the Chicago White Sox. They have a young core of talented hitters that just keep getting better and better. They were right there last year. I think they, they get the job done this year. And then in the AL West, I think it's time for the Houston Astros to, to come come back. I, I think last year it was all the all the talk about about their cheating and all that. And I, I think now with that out of the way, I think the, the Astros, yep, are going to be right back on top. I like those picks. Um, I think uh, I like Tampa Bay coming out, though. I like, um, you know, they're essentially the same team that they were last year other than other than they they uh, lost one veteran pitcher that um, switched over to the National League. But I, I, I like Tampa Bay to repeat out of the American League. So uh, we'll see what happens. Braden, what do you got? Yeah, in the American League, like Matt said, I just think the Yankees, with that stack roster they have, it's about time they start winning. They pay enough. I think they have one of the highest uh, payrolls in the whole MLB, and I would not be surprised if they came out this year. Yeah, no, so – for me, I think it's, yeah, we're all in agreement. In the AL East, for me, I got the Yankees. Yeah, I'm not uh, totally sold on that. But, uh, you know, I just think they they brought back players and the rest of the, the teams in that division lost players. So I think the Yankees may have stayed the same and, and everybody else got worse. So the Yankees, you know, going to take the AL East. In the AL Central, uh, you know, I, I am a fan of this team, and you know it may be a little bit of a dark horse, but uh, I got the got the Indians. All right, go tribe. Going, uh, you know they they still have that one two three punch of Shane Bieber, Zach Plezak, and Tristan McKenzie that uh, you know are any given night can pitch against any of the best hitters in the MLB. So I think they just got you know some really good starting pitching that uh, you know it, it, it's hard to come by in, in today's game. So you know I, I got them as a dark horse there in the in the Central. And then uh, in the AL West, like Matt said, I, I think uh, yeah, Houston's put that cheating scandal behind them. Uh, I got Houston. They did they did lose a key piece in George Springer, but uh, I still think that they got a lot of plenty of uh, quality pieces from you know those World Series teams and uh, deep playoff runs that they have. So I'm gonna take the Astros in the West. I think the thing that's gonna hold the the Cleveland team back in the Central is um, they didn't get. Uh, I don't think they had any bats. And that's what seemed to be lacking. The pitching was not the issue last year. And I think we still got a real solid uh, uh, rotation. But I think we're still missing big bats in that lineup. They just don't They just don't seem like we get key hits when we got runners in scoring position. I'm not saying we gotta, we got to lead the league in home runs, but we got to have somebody that can get a key hit when we need it. I think that's one thing that's going to continue to hold, hold uh, the Cleveland team down in the uh, American League Central this year. Let's uh, – Let's move over to the National League. I know the experts, everybody's picking the Dodgers to repeat. Uh, and, I, you know, I, there's probably a pretty good argument for that. Um, however, I kind of like the Braves. Um, I look for them to come out of the National League. You know, they, they signed Marcelo Zuna, four-year, $65 million. Um, they were the National League leader in home runs and RBIs last year. Uh, they got that veteran pitcher from Tampa Bay, the Charlie Borton. So, I think their starting rotation solid. They could probably use another veteran, um, veteran mid, middle relief guy. But uh, I, I look for the Braves to overtake the Dodgers coming out of the National League. Yeah, that's not bad. I my picks I got right now. I got for the NL East. I got Atlanta taking that division. I that's a, a good young core of players, and they're they played well last year, and they're back for more this year. I, I think they're going to stay on top there. Uh, the NL Central. I have uh, the guard changing a little bit this year. I think St. Louis is going to. Going to take that division. 
I think they, they added some good players, and uh, a lot of other teams got rid of some players. I think a dark horse there is the team I'm a fan of, the Chicago Cubs. I think if their pitchers can perform, they still have a great group of hitters. So it, it, it's going to come down to are their pitchers going to perform. I mean, they got they got rid of some quality starters, though, in Lester and Cantina. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, I think if the pitchers can surprise us, the Cubs are going to be right there. But I think ultimately it goes to the Cardinals. I think in the West, I think it's going to be the Dodgers. There's just too much pitching, pitching, and more pitching on that team. But their, their sixth pitcher could be the ace on a lot of teams. They're, they're that good. So I, I just I think people are going to have trouble beating the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, to me, I, I think it's going to be the World Series. I'm picking – I'm going to go Astros-Dodgers, and I think Dodgers win. Yeah, no, so I, I'm pretty much in agreement on everything Matt just said there. In the NL East, I got the Braves. Um, you know, they got a lot of star power in that starting rotation. and You know, they, they got capable hitters, one through nine. And so I think they just got, you know, the pitching and the hitting, you know, so they got the one-two punch. They got it all around game. So – I think that they're going to take the NL East. Then in the uh, the Central, I like the Cardinals to win that one. They did add a big piece, uh, Nolan Arenado uh, from the Rockies, big trade over the offseason, uh, you know, signed him to a big deal. So, you know, and, and everybody else in that division just kind of stayed the same or, you know, may have gotten more. So I think the Cardinals kind of took a step forward and they're, they're going to take that NL Central. And then in the West, yeah, like Matt said, you know, the Dodgers are just, they got everything. They're, they're, their starting rotation is unbelievable unbelievable and then you know now they add trevor bauer to the mix i mean unbelievable and they you know they did lose a couple of you know hitting you know hitters from that from that team but they still got plenty um so you know i, I do like the padres though they're they're a close second for me they are uh, they did you know sign fernando tatis jr to that big deal they obviously got a lot of confidence in that 22 year old kid um so they they got some capable pitchers as well and they, they've kind of uh you know, spent some money being a small market team. They, they've gone all in this year and, and spent, you know, a lot of money. So we'll see if it play, pays uh, pays out for them. But uh, I like the Dodgers to take it. All right. Very good. Yeah, like Colton said, I would not be my uh, pick for coming out of the N or, uh, NL. I got the uh, San Diego Padres. I just think that they spent a lot of money this offseason, pulled in some big pieces. And like he said, signed Tatis to a huge deal. He's making $24 million a year right now one of the highest paid players in the whole MLB. I just think that uh, if anybody's going to come out of the NL and it's not going to be the Dodgers, I think it's going to be San Diego. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see them uh, knock the Dodgers out of that top spot out there in the West. Uh, you guys want to move on to some uh, National Hockey League stuff? Let's, uh, let's do this. Let's run down who you think will win the Stanley Cup, who's your MVP pick, who's your biggest surprise team, and who's your biggest surprise. Uh, disappointment team. Matt, yeah. we'll let you lead off. Yeah, I'll kick us off here. I, I think for me, who's going to win the Stanley Cup? I'm picking Toronto. They've already racked up 14 wins on the season. They have a great core of young players led by MVP candidate Austin Matthews, and they have the veteran John Tavares uh, providing a lot of leadership for that team. I, I think they're going to be they're going to be a tough tough team to beat. Uh, my MVP pick on the season, I think, is uh, also coming out of Canada. It's going to be uh, Connor McDavid out of Edmonton. He's leading the league right now with 38 points. He's got 13 goals and 25 assists. And uh, there's really nobody even that close to him right now in overall points. So he's, he's tearing it up. Uh, my biggest surprise so far on this year is the LA Kings, uh, who only had 29 wins a year ago, and they were one of the worst teams in hockey. 
right now they've got eight wins, uh, three overtime losses, and if the playoffs were to start today, they'd be in the playoffs. So they've had quite the turnaround. And then for me, my biggest disappointment is my hometown team, oh boy, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, they're currently out of the playoffs after returning most of the most of the team they had last year, and uh, they they had they have a surprising young core of athletes, but uh, they're just not getting it done. I think their goalies have taken a step backwards. Uh, they're both putting up worse stats than they did a year ago, and uh, they just they don't seem to be skating as a team. With, with the same gusto, the same energy they have in the past. I, I don't know if the Pierre-Luc Dubois thing just threw them from the beginning and they're still reeling from it or what's going on, but that team's been a big disappointment. Yeah, hopefully the Jackets can pull it together. I I almost picked them as my disappointment, but I, I didn't want to be down on them since they're a team I like to root for. I like the Colorado Aver Avalanche to uh, hoist the trophy this year. They're playing really good and are you know a hot team from last year as well. My MVP is the same as Matt, Connor McDavid. Not only the stats that Matt gave, but the last uh, three full seasons that we've had, he scored 100 points in the last three full seasons. And then last year in the shortened season, he scored an amazing 97 points. So, yeah, yeah. That's so, impressive. yeah, really impressive in a shortened season. So, I think, you know, I think he's a lock. My surprise team, uh, Carolina Hurricanes. They've won 10 of their first 14 games playing really good. I mean, they you watch them play. They look solid. They don't give up a lot of goals. And my biggest disappointment, I had to pick Vancouver. Um, they lost their goalie to Calgary, but still, they, they're starting off season 8-11-1, and, and they're just really struggling to score goals. Colton, uh, why don't you give us your rundown? Yeah, so for me, um, you know, we're all kind of split here on who's going to hoist this trophy. So it's going to be an interesting hockey season. But uh, for me, I got uh, Tampa Bay repeating as the champions. Okay. They're uh, they're out uh, eleven and four and one right now, uh, sitting third in the in the Central Division. Um, but uh, for me, the big thing for them, uh, you know, they're they're sitting first in goal differential. They're they're scoring fifty eight goals, only giving up thirty eight so far through through those games. So, and uh, they they you know are sixth in the power play kill percentage. So they're playing some you know good defense too. Uh, so the um, Top ten, you know, they got a top ten goalie too. So, um, you know, and Andre Vasilevsky, uh, he's only given up about two goals and uh, about a ninety three percent save percentage. So, you know, he's playing real well for them. And uh, MVP, I got Austin Matthews. Um, you know, going against the grain here, he's, uh, you know, he's he's leading the league in goals this year. Yeah, he he doesn't have as many assists as Connor McDavid does, but uh, the big stat for me is uh, he's got seven power play goals. So he's scoring, you know, in that short the short time. He's short, scoring when it matters, when they need him the most. Um, you know, for me, the surprising team, I got the Blackhawks. Um, you know, they're 10, 6, and 4 right now. Um, you know, last year they finished dead last in their division. So, uh, you know, it's a big turnaround for them. You know, they got a good good record so far. They're first in power play percentage so far through the season. So they're, they're doing real well, you know, when they need to score. They're, they're doing pretty well in that power play. And for me, I got to agree with that. The most disappointing team I got, Vancouver. Um, you know, they were one game away from the Western Conference Finals last year, and now they're sitting at the bottom, the bottom not only of their division but the bottom of the league. So, you know, for me, they're they're second in goals allowed. They've given up 82 goals already through the season. I mean, that's uh, not, you're not going to win too many games doing that. So, uh, I think uh, yeah, they're they're the disappointing team. Yeah, to keep my picks short and sweet, to go on with. Uh... Matt and Rob, I had uh, Connor McDavid as my MVP this year. I just think he's playing amazing right now. Can't It seems like uh, teams can't stop him out there. 
my team to uh, win the Stanley Cup, I'm going to go in a different direction, say the Penguins, just because of Sidney Crosby. They're sitting at 10-6 uh, and six right now, which isn't too bad. But uh, my biggest surprise is actually the L.A. Kings, like Matt said. And my, my biggest letdown is uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. After a decent year last year, they're just showing that uh, they're not the same team out there on the ice. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think we're, you know, obviously uh, Connor McDavid better live up to the hype because we – Everybody's talking about him, so we'll see what see, we'll see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see as the season goes on. Matt, you want to give us a little NASCAR stuff before we sign out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the last race we just had was uh, the Daytona road course race. Uh, it wasn't quite as many crashes as in, in, in Daytona, but it still came down to a big spin-out at the end of the race that cost uh, Chase Elliott a chance for a dominating win. He led pretty much the entire race. And uh, but ended up being the number 20 driver, Christopher Bell, got his first career win in, in this race, uh, followed by uh, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, and Brad Keselowski. Uh, looking back at the uh, Michael Jordan race team, Bubba Wallace did not fare well in this race. He ended up 26th. And uh, part of me has got to wonder how patient Michael Jordan's going to be with Bubba Wallace. I mean, he just said uh, two weeks ago in an interview, he hired Bubba to win. And it, it, Bubba's had two poor showings so far. So, uh, he, the team better start turning things around. And, well, and just a, a quick note from the uh, Xfinity race this week, also Daytona Road course, it was won by uh, Ty Gibbs, who is the 18-year-old grandson of NASCAR owner and NFL coaching legend Joe Gibbs. So it was his first first time ever in a NASCAR, and he comes out and wins the race on a road course in Daytona. So uh, I think he's going to be on the fast track. We'll probably be seeing him in, in the big series here before too long. What what we got coming this weekend, Matt? What where are they racing at this weekend? I think uh, I know they're going out west. I think it might be um, might be Vegas or uh, Arizona. I can't really remember. I think, but uh, to go along with um, what you've touched on there with Michael Jordan's team, um, yeah, I don't know. We all know his competitive spirit, so we will uh, we'll see how long he sticks with that team. They're they're getting some good getting some good technical advice from that Joe Gibbs team. So I, I don't think the car setup and the technology is the answer. You know, we got to get somebody in there that can drive that car. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, definitely, uh, you know, going to be interesting to see how the rest. I mean, we're only two races in, so there's a lot of lot of race lot to of go. But, uh, you know, we do have an update on uh, where they're going to be racing next. Uh, they're, they're still in Florida. They're in Homestead, uh, down in uh, Homestead, Miami, uh, for the Dixie Vodka 400. So. See if uh, you know the Jordan car can get it turned around there, and uh, you know I didn't watch too much of the race, but I did you know thought it was interesting that they did the road course in the infield for the day to, for the day yeah, turn of this race. That was an inaugural race for that the way they had that set up. It was a pretty good course. Yeah, uh, yeah. The drivers really seemed like they they excelled on that course. They they really it was a good race, and I watched I watched quite a little bit of that race, and it was it was an entertaining race to watch. Well, I think that's all we got for you tonight, folks. Um, we. Thank you for tuning in to Fired Up. We will we'll, uh, see you next week. Look on our website and uh, check out when we're going to be on the air next week. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. And feel free to drop us a line anytime. Uh, this will be the Fire Brigade signing out. Thanks. <laughs>